Hello and welcome to the Nauru Fastcast with your hosts, Dave and Josh Masson. Pull up a chair and listen to us discussing fasting and health-related topics. Hi and welcome everyone to another episode of the Nauru Fastcast. And today's episode is going to be based on the impact of shift work on our health and how time-restricting eating could be a very easy, very low-cost tool to actually help to mitigate some of the risk from shift work. Now, by the end of this podcast, you're probably going to realise that I'd probably say about 90% of you are going to be classified as shift workers. Now, this is so important because in our sort of post-industrialised societies, We have this 24-hour work schedule, whether you're working on a business that should be nine to five on project work late into the night, you're a firefighter, you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you drive transport goods, you deliver mail, you do all these really important services that actually require you to be up early, working in the night or working at early hours in the day. Now, these are very critical parts of our society and there helps to a modern day sort of society. So these are all are so integral to how we live our lives, yet they are actually, a, the way that we are doing this is actually having a massive impact on our health. And in America, they're estimated around about 30% of the workforce are classified as night or shift workers. Now this doesn't even to account, and this is a conservative estimate because there is around about another further five to even ten percent of that of that of the workforce that actually have people at home that are uh, affected. It's almost a bit like secondary smokers. They have an effect of the secondhand, you know, um, night shift in the sense of someone getting up out of bed late, coming in from work late, disturbing the person that's sleeping. And you can also look at you can add into people that it's like. Um, new mums, nursing families, you know, because that's mum and dad probably being disturbed by sleep. So when you take a wide angle view at this, there's a huge amount of people that are affected by it. Now, if I give you a working definition, the EU have a working definition for shift workers. And this is defined by people that are awake between 10.30 and 5am in the morning for two to three hours, more than 50 times in a year. So that really means that you have to be up between 10.30 and 5 for two to three hours once a week over an entire year to be classed as a shift worker. Now, let's just see how this effect is defined in our body. So the World Health Organization in 2007 defined um, shift worker, uh, night shift workers as a group 2A carcinogen. Now, what that means is that that effect on shift work, predominantly the effect, negative effect it has on our circadian rhythm is then classified in the same group as the effect of formaldehyde, tobacco smoke, um, diesel fumes, coal, Epstein-Barr virus, hepatitis B, gamma radiation, all these different things. So they have the same effect on our health is that night shift working does. Now, how many times have you been out for dinner, had a late night, have you had Netflix binges or you've had you can't sleep and you're up all night now it's not it's not to alarm you but it's just to be mindful of that is so important maintaining a good healthy circadian rhythm is so critical for your health now we talk a lot about how you can improve circadian health and time restricted eating is one of those so we have three things that tend to really regulate our circadian rhythm which is the time at which we go to bed 
and wake up, the time at which we have sunlight that comes into our eyes, and the time at which we stop and we start eating. So those are three critical things that we need to be more mindful about, and they can have a huge impact on our internal clock. And we have done other episodes on the effects, or the actual sort of going into the, the science and breaking it down. So you can go back and look through some of the podcasts and we talk very much in detail and in depth about how light sets our internal clock off and how eating then obviously exposes our um, cells and our liver to start the clock on them. So it's, it's, so it's, it's very in-depth, but it's very interesting. It's very applicable. So what about shift work? So they will say that on average, if a woman is doing shift works more than five uh, years, that can start to have an increase on risk of all-cause mortality, so the risk of all causes of death and especially cardiovascular disease. And as they go up to more than 15 years, that impact increases further. Now, as we said before, there are so many services that are absolutely critical to our modern-day society that are run by people, and especially healthcare workers, and this is something that is, it's strange that they're working in a, um, in, in a job that is designed to help people, yet the mere job they're doing is actually impacting their health. So there are certain things that they can potentially do. So regulation of shifts are really important and time-restricted eating. So that's basically intermittent fasting. Now, there was a study done in San Diego on um, 155 fighters over three months. And what they did is they asked them to consume their food in a window that suited. Now, collectively, that worked out to be a 10-hour window. And they also downloaded an app called My Circadian Clock, which is run by the Salk Institute. And this basically allowed them to track the time at which they ate, they started eating, the time at which they stopped eating. So what was interesting was when uh, the firefighters started, they obviously had lots of biometrics Done. So they had loads of, they had their, they had a full health screen. So people that had high cholesterol before the three month study, people that had high blood sugars before the study, and people that had high cholesterol before the study, all had a reduction in those fact, in those risk factors come the end of the three month study. And what it showed was that traditionally cardiovascular disease tends to be very high in firefighters. And predominantly, it's because of this change in circadian rhythm. Now, obviously, firefighters especially are exposed to a lot more um, carcinogens through, you know, the burning buildings and, and, and the toxic contents and compounds that they tend to come in contact with. However, this was clearly shown as being a beneficial, so removing some of the risk factor for those firefighters by just doing time-restricted eating. Now, how does that apply? So if you don't have a night shift work, but you like to stay up late watching TV, watching things, we have said about the impact of eating within three hours of going to bed because your melatonin is rising, which is then signaling the pancreas to stop releasing insulin. And therefore, the food that you're consuming, usually if it's a carbohydrate or sugary food, is then just being elevated throughout the night. And the problem is with elevated blood glucose levels is that can obviously cause inflammation, insulin resistance, and a whole raft of um, illnesses. So we said in 2007, the World Health Organization classed it. Now, interestingly, it was reclassified back in 2019 by the International Agency for Research on Cancer, again, as being a group 2A carcinogen. 
So it has been reclassified again. Now, obviously, the evidence around that is anecdotal. Now, we have small um uh, you know, small amount of evidence that suggests it but still if it is evidence and you know that there is studies around that are proving this then it's something that you could easily change you know in, in health we talk about there is no golden bullets there's lots of silver bbs and you tend to just find the low-hanging fruits that you can just do which is easy so going to bed easy, uh, earlier you know going to bed at regular times trying to be more disciplined around those types of timing has shown to be a lot more beneficial so this tool is of intermittent fasting is just such a fantastic tool that can be applied to not only people that are doing shift workers shift work but if you are just a person that stays up late then maybe you can try and see if it helps so let's just summarize if you are awake for two to three hours between the time of 10 30 to five o'clock in the morning more than once a week or 50 times in the year that you are technically according to the eu class as a shift worker now the impact of shift work by is classified by the world health organization as being a group 2a carcinogen which is in the same group of carcinogens as formaldehyde hepatitis b hepatitis c um, gamma radiation smoking epstein bar virus etc etc so not great for you so there is just a simple method you can do which is stop eating three hours before you go to bed and make sure that you are having a you're eating you're not eating for 14 hours so you can be eating in a 10 hour window which is the minimum amount of window which was seen on the study of 150 firefighters over three months so i hope this has been an interesting podcast and it was just something that i felt that a lot of people i speak to come to me and say oh i do that quite a lot you know i'm up i'm up late I'm, you know, at least once or twice a week, or I might go out for dinner with people on the weekend, or I go out clubbing on the weekend. And actually, when you sort of peel it back, you're probably doing a night shift, technically, um, probably quite a few uh, nights a week. So be more mindful, try and um, implement it, and just let us know uh, how you get on. It'd be really interesting. So if you know anybody that is technically a night shifter or people that work in these environments that have split shifts and things, please share this podcast with them and hopefully they'll be able to find something interesting on it. Thank you.